This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hi, and welcome to Managing Mayhem, a workplace podcast released every two weeks for your office mayhem. Each episode, we cover a new topic to help HR managers and employees navigate the daily workplace mayhem. I'm Jeff. I'm Patty. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jack, and I want to say mayhem one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Just for good luck. (laughs) How are you guys? Welcome back. It feels like it's been so long. I know. It has. It has. What is going on over there? You look literally like you're... About four times bigger than you normally are. You look like you just walked out of the closet in Narnia with (laughs) jackets on. I'm bulking, first of all. Right. Um, And it's so cold here. It's like negative six, but feels like negative 21. And then I left my apartment for the weekend and I came back and I get really hot normally. So I had cracked my window. So it is freezing in here. And so I kind of panicked when I came in. I put on two sweaters and a jacket and then I turned on my oven and put it turned open it and then I turned on my shower really hot and left it open. Okay, just, wait. I don't think you're supposed just, to leave your oven on. There's so much. Your utility bill is like through the roof right now. <laughs> turned on a curling iron. Right. Why do I have that? It's a small space here. I just wrapped it in aluminum foil. <laughs> Well, happy new year. Yeah, welcome back. Um, I know we're almost through with the month, but I keep telling everybody I see happy new year and uh, people keep saying drop it, but I'm not going to. That's okay till February 1. Thank you. We're close, but... You know, especially uh... with those new year's resolutions. It's kind of the month of January. If you you stumble a little bit, you can start, start over again. Have you been slacking on your resolutions? child <laughs> i'm just i you know i'm working on it. anyways what do we got going on today what's ha- what's happening good topic avoiding um okay so today we have a listener question i wanted to hear the resolutions <laughs> i just feel like you don't want to talk about the resolutions that you've quit on already I, we can do it on the next episode but this one you know i think we got it we got a really important listener question just get get to it <laughs> Okay, so we have a listener question. The listener has an employee, let's call her Molly, who works for a small insurance company. Now, she keeps leaving early or is absent from work. And when confronted by her manager, she says she has recurring migraines. The manager is skeptical of the legitimacy of Molly's condition. What do they do? Dun, 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 dun. What do you do? do, do. Yeah. This is a pretty common situation that Jeff and I, for some reason, 2023 was the year of the migraine. Uh, At least that was the reason. (laughs) The year of the migraine. (laughs) I don't mean personally, but, uh, you know, there's a lot at play here for a manager. But first of all, let's keep in mind that migraines are a neurological condition. I know that we all get them time to time. Um, They're difficult to confirm by a manager, though, because they can manifest in a bunch of different ways for different people. And also, believe it or not, most managers are not doctors. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are, are typically the worst managers. No, I'm just kidding for anyone who's a doctor and a manager. But I, I totally get this manager, you know, with their impulse of being like, this is BS. I'm confronting them about a disciplinary issue. And now they're just using it as an excuse to get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have to be careful because it, as Patty said, they are real. If they're confirmed by a doctor that this person has migraines, but you have to be careful with that. But the year of the migraine, we've seen a lot of employees abuse um can just migraines in general um mm-hmm. saying that oh yeah it's migraines i have to leave early every friday afternoon 
forever. <laughs> Every Friday, I have a migraine. Yeah. At 3.05. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, and then I did a little bit of research because I, my New Year's resolution is to read a lot more articles on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty big. That's broad. Life-changing yeah. in general. <laughs> <laughs> I read a really good one about they made an infant Olympics. Oh my oh, gosh! Okay, so <laughs> a lot of videos actually. Sign Matthew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Okay, so there were some stats though on the stigma around migraines that I thought were interesting. Thirty-two uh, percent thought that people with migraines exaggerated their symptoms. And I and will, then- I will say this: I think that there's there's kind of a spectrum right on the migraine spectrum of is it a headache or people saying that you know they just have a headache but they're calling it a migraine or is the person right like losing their peripheral vision you know blown out <laughs> right yeah. well and and then 31 percent answered that they think that people use their migraines as an excuse to get out of school or work commitments so mm. people are skeptical and uh people are also abusing this and i think that this is a double-edged sword because you want people who are actually experiencing something like debilitating migraines to get proper workplace accommodations and then you want people who are abusing claims to be put in prison and to be <laughs> never allowed to speak talk about migraines Welcome to or have a nice time okay so i have a question i want to confessions here we all get migraines the three of us right and they're the they're three of us do. they're yeah. a drag, they, right they suck and they suck and there would be times that we would all need to go home my my question is this though aside from the legitimate ones have you ever used migraine as excuse for your social or work commitments to get out of 100 percent. i will i will admit to that sure. jack i will say that i haven't actually Let's just say uh, it's like I don't think a I've Thursday afternoon and I didn't want to go to the Disney store and work that two hour shift. And, you know, the amount that we talk about the Disney store is so crazy. <laughs> it's scarred him working it's there. Like so traumatizing. I was there for like I used three it. Months. I used it one time. <laughs> it I used it one you, time. What did you use it for? A social dinner. Was it a party or just a one on one? Um. It was a two-on-two. What are the numbers? (laughs) Was it a five-on-five basketball game? (laughs) I think you used your children more often to get out of social events. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. I don't think I've used it. I think I've used other thing, like other thing. (laughs) I think I've used other things, like... Like, less less believable <laughs> excuses. Like I need to take a shower. <laughs> like <laughs> like upset stomach. I think is one I've used, which is weird. It's a little like, TMI. Di- like you actually yeah, it's like, graphic. I have diarrhea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Actually, okay. Says the man bundled in fourteen jackets in his his apartment. I'm laying in my shower and it's five sweaters. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we've got to figure out. <laughs> I think we do. What this manager needs to do. Right. Okay. There's a couple caveats. Really just one. Raining you back in. (laughs) This manager works for a small employer. And so we're not going to talk about FMLA or the Family Medical Leave Act because it doesn't apply to small employers. Don't bring it up. If you're a large employer and someone comes to you with this issue, yeah, you're going to go down the FMLA road, which is a different path and a different journey that we're not going to embark on today. So, And it's a long and winding road. It's It's about 12 weeks. Uh, long. <laughs> Anyways, but we're not going to talk about it today. So no. all you okay. FMLA people out there, hold that. But 
Shut up. <laughs> okay, so Jack, I, first of all, I'm still hung up a little on the fact that you'd rather use diarrhea as an excuse. No, than I don't migraine. think that was good. <laughs> I think that it was. I think that migraines. I feel, I feel like I get really scared when I get a migraine. So I feel like I. I don't know. It's I have reverence for the migraine. I don't yeah. want to soil it with a lie. I had a headache on my lie. It was a headache. It just hadn't escalated. Okay, so you don't Jack, have to go I w- back because I don't lie. You okay. can lie about migraines if you want to. <laughs> okay, Jack, what would you do as a manager? I'd like to hear what you would say to Molly. What would you say? To I Molly? would say, "Hey, Molly, um, I also get migraines, so I get it. But this seems like you're a liar. <laughs> this seems like you don't." show up when you're supposed to and you got caught and all of a sudden you don't you want to have some sympathy molly look at me and tell me you get migraines jack are you a little suspicious that she hasn't mentioned migraines all along until she's you're yeah, confronting because her here's the thing as soon as i mess up something like that at work i like am so quick to be like here's the excuse yeah like i think it's weird to stockpile and not and tell. then say Oh, it's migraines. So that's, I mean, I obviously would say, and if you do have migraines, let's get you checked out by a doctor. You can go to my primary care physician. Does great things for diarrhea. (laughs) Um, Well, it's interesting you say that, though, like that some people, they don't feel comfortable actually saying that they have a medical condition. Yeah. First of all, Jack, I don't think that I would as a you manager. You should talk about your personal it. life anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But as a manager, don't talk about your personal medical condition. You don't have to right. you don't have to somehow um, compare. <laughs> Noted. And then also I would not refer them to a doctor, any doctor, and especially not your own doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> you trust me. Okay. You can come over. It says here on WebMD, you're gonna die in about seven days, so do you have life insurance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, not funny. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Jack, you'd be a great manager with plenty of training going to our essentials of management class probably a couple times just to really hammer it home. But thank you. <laughs> the reality is there are a couple steps. One, do not dismiss it out of hand. You can't just say, I don't believe you. You've never brought it up before. You're okay. getting disciplined or fired because of your absenteeism. Um, so yeah. that's step one. The only exception to that is that if you know because you've seen on Facebook that when they called in, they were skiing mm-hmm. or they've posted things or you have other information that shows it's fraudulent or abuse. Right. But that's a whole different conversation. But otherwise, you can't just dismiss it out of hand. I agree with Jack. Okay. The next thing is, is that, okay, it may not excuse her tardies and absences previously, but now she is mentioning that she has migraines. So right. the question is, does it trigger the Americans with Disabilities Act? We call it ADA. Now, that doesn't mean you have to solve and be an expert on ADA as a manager, but is this person citing that they have some medical condition, whether it be a physical or mental condition, mm-hmm. migraines are a medical condition, that right. they need an accommodation? which would be time off or coming in late, you know, flexible schedule. Well, in a way, she's saying that indirectly because she's right. using it as an excuse. So anytime anyone mentions something medical, it triggers ADA potentially? 
as long as they're saying that they have something medical and it's affecting their ability to do their job. Or if they're saying, I actually need an accommodation. Like, I need XYZ. I need time off. Okay. Because I can't do something at work. Because of a medical condition. So then that's clearly ADA. And then what happens is step three, once ADA is triggered, is the company has to go through what's called the interactive process. And Patty Ball coined that term. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's an actual definition of working with the person to get proposed accommodations, working with HR and the manager if, if necessary to see if there are accommodations that can be used or not, or if it's undue hardship. I mean, that's really HR is going to evaluate things. They're going to get medical documentation through that interactive process. But that's the third step. Right. Why is it? Why would it ever be called the interactive process? That sounds like it means nothing. It's interactive. Like, it's so general. <laughs> it's supposed to be mutual, mutual discussion between the employee and the employer and their healthcare provider. Okay. Yeah, you're, several people are interacting. Yeah. And it's a process. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, what should this manager do? So the conversation I would have is, first of all, you bring them in, you address your concerns regarding tardies and absenteeism, because obviously you tell them you're missing a lot of work. It's impacting our business. Mm-hmm. She brings up, well, I have migraines. It's okay to say, well, you've not mentioned that before. I wish you had mentioned that because then I would have referred you to HR. But this is the first time you're mentioning it, so it doesn't actually excuse your past conduct. But going forward, okay, if you need an accommodation for your migraines, you need to contact HR, and I'll put you in touch with HR. Otherwise, these need to stop. That would be the conversation. So then if they've already had all these absences, so then if they come to you and then the future stuff may be excused or you'll work through accommodations, but then you can still discipline for those previous absences? Yes, if they've not mentioned it before. Now, I know some companies that are like, okay, you know, this person failed to do it. We're going to cut them a break. We're going to hold off sure. right now. We're going to see if they actually do have an ADA condition that needs accommodation. I have some employers do that. Others say, and the law does support that it doesn't excuse past tardies and absences. It just is forward. Right. Okay, so it's kind of at your business's own discretion. Right. So a couple things, especially on the situation, if they're leaving work or being absent, that is a request. That is an accommodation that you're already granting the person. And that's something that people get kind of hung up on. Yes. Um, thinking, well, it's not like they need like a screen reader or a, a stand-up desk or something like that. That's an accommodation as well. But absenteeism is an accommodation. It's impacting their ability to come to work or to do their work if they have mm-hmm. to leave. So for, that's one thing, even for HR, sometimes they get tripped up on that. Okay. Second thing is for managers, just because they're saying this, it's it's actually not a j- get out of jail free card because then HR is actually going to have them submit a doctor's note saying that they have this condition and what proposed accommodations they need to perform their job. And so what happens a lot of times when it is actually BS, not true, and they're just making it up, they either can't get a doctor's note because they've never been diagnosed with migraines, mm-hmm. or they, they just never return the doctor's note. They, you know, we never hear from them again, and then you just go ahead with the disciplinary action if you had decided to hold it. But there is a step in there to actually right. verify if there is a medical condition or not. But that's HR. HR will do that. And then the thing I would add to that, Jeff, is... Don't assume managers just because something's triggering ADA, meaning you have to tell HR about it, 
that they will ultimately even get the yeah. accommodation. And so even if they have a doctor's note that said they need to come and go as needed for a migraine, that may be an undue hardship on your staffing, on your business operations. And typically cases say, frankly, Molly, ooh, just coming and going and being absent whenever and unscheduled, that by itself is an undue hardship. So, but don't prematurely be judge and jury. Let that process go through with HR because that is your legal requirement to turn it to HR and let them do that interactive process. Exactly. And don't just grant the accommodation. Say, yeah, you can come and go. Oh, right. I believe you got migraines. They're horrible. You know, don't do that either. Yeah. And then 30 tardies later, when you want to fire them, that person will say, well, you granted me the accommodation indefinitely. So then you're fired by the by the other people. The higher up people than you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so to wrap it up, migraines are tricky, especially when they're brought up late or any condition is kind of brought up late after there's already been a lot of absence or tardiness. Mm -hmm. um, try not to lean on skepticism and bias and jump to conclusions about the timing of things. Um, keep in mind your legal obligations. Again, don't make assumptions. And then do the interactive process through HR. Exactly, Jack. Right and, um, and I think then you, the main thing is just like, don't give them the accommodation right offhand. Go through the process. You just can't jump either way. You can't say, yeah, yeah you got it, or no, you're right. out. Right. ADA is a tricky area. We are here for you if you have questions, and um, HR should be your primary go-to for ADA accommodation questions. Yeah, HR. Well, that was a great listener question. If you have more, please send them to admin at mnwlegal.com. And to the person who sent us the listener question, Jack is going to refer you to the family practice. <laughs> the family <laughs> This is not a good episode for me. <laughs> This wasn't good for me. <laughs> okay, guys. A couple a couple things. First off, we have a free webinar tomorrow from 10 to 11 Mountain Time. It's a 2024 legal update. So join us. And if you can't, it will be recorded. And if you register, you can get the link and uh, watch the video on your own time. So We have so many people registered for this. I'm really stoked about yeah, that. Yeah, no, so. it's going to be great. Okay. Whoa. And the second thing is here's the SHRM code for today, 264H. A-R-P. So 26-4 HARP. 26-4 okay. the HARP. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, All right. Fun galore in 2024. That's the motto, right? Yeah. Something much, like that. Much, much more in 2024. <laughs> okay. On that note, uh, have a right, merry week. <laughs> we'll catch you here in two weeks. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely 